Well, hello there, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection, a musical assortment from the first half of the 20th century. On today's program, I'm going to do something a little bit different, something I've never done in the past, and that is I'll feature an hour of some of my favorite records. Periodically, I get emails from people listening to the program and telling me which records they especially liked and (laughs) sometimes which records they didn't particularly care for. And once in a while, somebody will ask me, what are some of my favorite records? In the past, I've tended to avoid programming an entire hour of my favorite records in part because many of the records that I play are records that I like and sometimes it can be difficult to select those that are my favorites. Besides that, I like to spread my favorites around. I like to play one or two records in each program that I especially like, and so grouping together an entire hour's worth of favorites uh, just seemed like overkill, maybe. (laughs) I like to spread the goodness around, but today we're going to just dive right in and, and play records that I really like, and I hope you'll like them too. Up first, a record that was instrumental in getting me into music of the 1920s and 30s. I remember being on a family vacation in Alaska back when I was a teenager, and we stopped at a Borders bookstore back when they still had those, and I was flipping through the CDs on offer and came across one featuring the music of Big Spiderbeck. I had only recently become acquainted with the music of Big Spiderbeck and hadn't heard very much, but I had liked what I had heard, so I bought this CD and uh, took it on the road with me as we drove from Anchorage up to... Where was it? Talkeetna, I think, in Alaska. And I remember listening to this CD, watching the Alaskan wilderness outside the car window, and and just being mesmerized by all of the music on this CD. And this one in particular caught my ear. Gene Goldkett's band recorded this in October of 1926. It features a vocal from the Keller sisters and Lynch. Frank Lynch, Teddy Keller, and Nan Keller. The song is called Sunday. Thank you. 
Does the vocal in that sound dated? Sure, <laughs> but I love it anyway. It's so tight. Uh, the Keller Sisters and Lynch were the vocalists on Sunday. That was Gene Goldcat's orchestra recorded in New York on October 15th, 1926. Victor 20273. Three very ill-fated musicians in the band for that recording. Of course, Big Spiderbeck on cornet, Eddie Lang playing the guitar. But that clarinet break near the end was by Don Murray, a fellow who was really a rising star in the music world in the late 1920s. He played with Gene Goldcat. He played with Adrian Rollini and Ted Lewis. And then in 1929 in Los Angeles, happened to be standing on the running board of a moving car, fell off, struck his head on the pavement, and died uh, just a few days shy of his 25th birthday. Don Murray, great clarinetist, sadly gone too soon. But I don't mean to cast a gray cloud over today's program. We'll be featuring lots of interesting records, at least I think so. <laughs> it's a program of Brian's favorites on today's Shellac Stack program. And yes, I have admitted many times in the past that I particularly enjoy the dance bands of the late 1920s into the early 1930s, so expect a handful of those. And in fact, in this next set, we'll be featuring some of my favorite bands from that era. First up, Ted Weems and his orchestra. They made this in October of 1928. Parker Gibbs is the vocalist on You're the Cream in My Coffee. After that, a record I've always liked by Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, something they recorded in Orchestra Hall in Chicago, so it has this wonderfully spacious sound to it. From December of 1926, and featuring a very young Bing Crosby vocalizing along with Al Rinker, it's Wistful and Blue. And then we'll wrap up the set with a little something from Irving Aronson's Commanders, a great show band of the late 20s that had a real sense of humor about it. Victor 21778 is Oh You Sweet Old Whatchamacallit. The vocal will be by Phil Sachs, along with a trio that includes Charlie Trotta, Jimmy Taylor, and, yes, a young Tony Pastor. It's from October of 1928. But first up, here's Ted Weems and his orchestra. Such a sunny sound to this band. You're the cream in my coffee. Without you. 
just a sweet memory. I gave you my best, but you were just like the rest. You left me lonely and blue, heartbroken too. Whistle the whole day through, so whistle and blue Ba-ba-ba-da-wee, ba-do-dee, boo-dee-doo-dee, boo-dee-doo-dee-doo-wee, ba-da-da-da-da. 
song came from a musical comedy called Paris, which also featured a number of songs by a young Cole Porter, things like Let's Misbehave. And if this one, Oh You Sweet Old Whatchamacallit, doesn't have quite the bite and sophistication of the Cole Porter songs, I think it's still pretty delightful. It was composed by Roy Turk and Fred Allert. I believe Fred Allert was responsible for arranging the vocal trio on this record. It was made in New York for the Victor label on October 16, 1928. Irving Aronson's Commanders, oh you sweet old whatchamacallit. Aronson's Commanders had first attempted a recording of that tune a few weeks prior to this, but all takes from that session were rejected. I don't know quite why. One test pressing managed to survive, and I was fortunate to be able to help reissue it on a Rivermont CD, the big broadcast volume 9, and that test pressing reveals a performance that's even more fiery than this one with a wonderful punchy slap bass on it. I actually prefer it to this issued version, uh, but we'll never know why they chose one over the other. Before Irving Aronson's Commanders, we heard from Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, a recording made in Chicago in Orchestra Hall on December 22, 1926. Al Rinker and Bing Crosby, the uncredited vocalists for Wistful and Blue. And before that, starting off the set, Ted Weems and his orchestra from October of 1928, You're the Cream and My Coffee, Victor 21767. My name is Brian Wright, and if you're just joining us, I'm playing some of my favorite records on today's Shellac Stack program. No real reason, I just wanted to hear records that I especially like this week. We're going to change pace a little bit with this next trio of records. We're going to Start first with a record by Rudy Weedoft, a saxophonist I, I really, really like from the early to mid-twenties, and he's accompanied here by one of my favorite pianists of the era, Frank Banta. This is a Victor record from May of 1926. It's one of Rudy Weedoft's own compositions, and it reflects the then-popular uh, fascination with the Orient and with things exotic and foreign. In fact, this p- tune is called In the Orient, or in French, Dans l'Orient. <laughs> After that, we'll hear the Victor Salon Orchestra, directed by Nathaniel Shilkrit, good old Nat Shilkrit, from April of 1926. We'll hear Allah's Holiday by Otto Harbach and Rudolf Frimmel. So, a couple of pieces to sort of take us to exotic lands back in the way they did in the 1920s before people could travel as easily as they can now. Well, maybe not right now at this moment, but generally today people get to travel a bit more and and this whole concept of exoticizing the other is is no longer <laughs> in favor. But be that as it may, it is what it is, and I really enjoy it. Here's Rudy Weedoft in The Orient. Mm-hmm. 
mente guardo mare guardo fronne si te parla non risponde stai distratta come che io te tengo dentro cuore sono sempre innamorata ma tu invece pensa nata te stai scordando me quando si dice sì viene la mente non sa da far morire non farà mente tu mi dicesti sì So sincere, come quando mi incontraste, come quando mi diciste, voglio bene solo a te, e tre manne mi giuraste, una mano in coppa cuore, non si scorda prima amore. bonus record slipped in at the end of that set, Claudio Via, the vocalist on Nasera e Maggio, a record pressed in Italy, probably recorded there as well, the Vis Radio label, number 4323, that was from 1951. Just a little something different that I, I really like. Before that, the Victor Salon Orchestra, Alla's Holiday, and starting off the set, Rudy Weedoft with Frank Banta at the piano in the Orient. Sometimes it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that all pop music of the 20s and 30s sounds the same, (laughs) and sometimes with some of the dance bands, eh, I I can understand why people would think that. So one of my collecting interests is to look for unusual records, records with unusual instrumentations or unusual tunes, and uh, so in this next set I'm going to feature three records with 
somewhat unusual instrumentation for jazz and pop records of the 20s and 30s. We'll start with Casper Reardon and his orchestra. You may know Casper Reardon was a famous jazz harpist in the mid-1930s. Unfortunately, he too died young, I think uh, only in his early 30s in about 1941 or 42. Here he is playing Fats Waller's tune Ain't Misbehavin' on a master record made in New York in May of 1937. After that, we'll hear from Fats Waller himself, not at the piano, but at the SD Pipe Organ at the Victor Church Studio in Camden, New Jersey. From January 14, 1927, we'll hear Fats play one of his own compositions, the Rusty Pale Blues, Victor 20492. And after that, we'll head to New Orleans for a recording made there for the Circle Documentary label. This is the only record I have on the Circle Documentary label. It's Clarinet Marmalade, that good old jazz standby, but there's no clarinet to be heard on this. This is a string band, the 6 and 7 eighths band, and uh, it's from March of 1949, and and really just a wonderful, wonderful record. So I hope you'll enjoy these. We're going to start the set with Casper Reardon and his orchestra, Ain't Misbehavin'. Thank you. 
the 6 and 7 eighths string band Clarinet Marmalade from March of 1949. Well, my name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack. If you're enjoying the program and you'd like to write to me with comments, questions, suggestions, or requests, you can reach me at shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Or you can contact me through my website, which is shellacstack.com. You'll find a little contact form there. You can send me a message. Let me know where you're listening to the program from. Let me know if you have any requests or any particular favorites of your own, and I'll see about playing those in the future. Well, if you know me by now, you know I also enjoy a good novelty record. We already heard one today, that wonderful Oh You Sweet Old Whatchamacallit, but here's one that's uh, (laughs) even more in the comedy and novelty mold. Stan Freeberg, a Capitol record he made in 1950, probably his breakout hit, I would say, He shares composing credit for this along with somebody named Stone and Liebert. Uh, How much they really contributed, I wonder. (laughs) There's only so many lyrics to this. In fact, uh, the title has more lyrics than the piece itself. It's called John and Marsha. What a classic this was. Here's Stan Freeberg, John and Marsha. John, Marcia, John, Marcia, John, uh, Marcia, John, Marcia. John Marcia John Marcia John Marsha, 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 Marsha. John, 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 John. Marsha. John. Marsha.
So evidently, John and Marsha was enough of a hit in 1950 that the following year, Capitol released an instrumental version of the John and Marsha theme played by Frank Duvall and his orchestra, and that's what we just heard. Two, uh, I hesitate to call them versions, but two different performances centered around the concept of John and Marsha. And I think that Stan Freeberg original was even banned on some radio stations for a time because it was considered too suggestive, especially in the middle there, but... <laughs> it's just the names John and Marsha. How much can you do with the inflection of the voice? Well, in the time we have left, I'm going to feature a handful of really hot records now to wrap things up. First up, Frank Trumbauer and his orchestra. Oh, another recording featuring Big Spider back in the lineup. He even takes a bit of a solo on this one. It's one you don't hear too often, but I think it's a good one. There'll Come a Time is the name of this, co-composed by Wingy Minone and Miff Mole, it looks like. Odeon record number 165330, a French pressing. This was recorded in New York, January 9th, 1928. After that, Jazz Man record number one by Lou Waters and his Yerba Buena Jazz Band. They tackle Scott Joplin's classic Maple Leaf Rag, and this may rank as my all-time favorite rendition of Maple Leaf Rag. With Wally Rose at the piano, It just it's just so perfect. This is from December of 1941, recorded out in San Francisco. Gosh, just about two weeks after bombing of Pearl Harbor. I wonder what was going on in everyone's minds as they recorded this. And we'll wrap up with Johnny Williams and his swing sextet, Johnny Williams, the drummer and father of film music composer John Williams. This is George Gershwin's I'll Build a Stairway to Paradise, recorded in New York in June of 1937. It's just a, a hoot. So starting off the last set, here's Frank Trumbauer and his orchestra featuring Vic Spiderbeck. There'll come a time. Thank you. 
Rounding out this edition of the Shellac Stack, we heard from Johnny Williams and his Swing Sextet, which featured Charlie Spivak on trumpet, Jack Jenny on trombone, Eddie Brown clarinet, Babe Russin tenor sax, Claude Thornhill piano, Fred Whiting bass, and Johnny Williams at the drums. What a fantastic record. I'll Build a Stairway to Paradise from 1937. And as much as I hate to admit it, that's all the time we have on today's edition of the Shellac Stack, where for the past hour I've been featuring just a handful of my favorite records, some of the kinds of things I especially like. I hope you like them too. I hope you enjoyed the program. But that's all for today. I wish you a pleasant week ahead and say take care. Thanks for listening and bye-bye. (laughs) 